Hello, I am Bob Bostock. You are listening to Discover DEP, the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection's official podcast. Each week, we will provide you with timely information about how DEP protects and preserves New Jersey's air, water, land, and natural and historic resources. Please feel free to add this podcast to your iTunes or RSS feed. You can also follow DEP on the web at nj.gov DEP. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Bob Bostock, and welcome to another edition of Discover DEP. You can download Discover DEP and subscribe to future editions through iTunes and Google Play. Today we are joined by Stephanie Fox, Resource Interpretive Specialist for the Delaware and Raritan Canal State Park. Every year, New Jersey's state parks celebrate the New Year with first day hikes. From guided hikes to horseback rides, the New Jersey State Park Service has many options for getting outdoors and starting the new year right with a hike out in our beautiful state. Stephanie, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me today. Stephanie, tell me about first day hikes. What's the origin of them? How long have we been doing them? We've been officially doing them now for three years. It's a nationwide program. All 50 states are participating, giving the public an opportunity to explore their natural and historic resources on the first of the year with free hikes for everybody to enjoy. And what a what better way to start the year? I know, yeah. A little, uh, you wake up cold in the morning and you bundle up, or some years you don't have to bundle up that much at all and you go out and go for a nice walk. So how many of our state parks are participating in First Day Hike this year? Or this I should say, next year. Yeah, next year, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have 17 state parks participating this year and they're doing a combination of 19 different guided hikes and then we also have a horseback ride and also a mountain bike ride too. So are the hikes pitched at various levels for people with various uh, skill levels? They definitely are. They vary from a one mile meandering slow interpretive hike all the way to a 15 mile all day rugged hike through the Warren Highlands. So, and it goes from top of the state to the bottom of the state, from east to west. So wherever you live, you're gonna have an opportunity to go out to one of our state parks or historic sites to enjoy the day. That's great. Are these hikes family friendly? Most of them are uh, on our website at New Jersey Parks. You can hit an icon for our first day hikes and it gives you a detailed explanation about each hike, how long it is, if it's family friendly, if you're allowed to bring dogs, if there's restrooms at the parking area, all those necessities that you need to know before you decide if this hike's for you. So you can even bring your canine companions and on some of these hikes. Some of them you hikes. can, yep, they're very, yep, they're welcome. That's great. Mm -hmm. What should people know before they decide to participate in a first day hike? They need to be prepared to meet some really interesting, fun people. These people that go on these walks are like-minded. They love the outdoors. They're either interested in the historic resources that we have in the state or the natural resources. And since this is the DEP podcast, this is a perfect place to reach out. People got into this field because they enjoy one of those resources. So you guys do a lot to save these resources for us and to protect our environment. Use this first day of the year to go out and enjoy your work. Look around and see what you're saving. And I've read that one of the most popular New Year's resolutions that people make is to exercise more and get fit. I mean, what better way to start? Yes, yes. It's easy to get motivated when you're around beautiful surroundings, for sure. And with a group of people, too, it's easier as well, mm -hmm. isn't it? Yep. What should people wear when they're on these hikes? You know, it really kind of depends. One year I gave the walk and I was in a fleece, and one year I gave the walk and it was the middle of a snowstorm. So you just have to watch the weather and make sure that you're prepared. And layers. Always bring layers. Bring a snack, bring some water, good walking shoes, 
hopefully, you know, they could be waterproof, might be better. That's a good idea. Mm -hmm. And are the uh, walks free? Yes, that's part of the program that the walks are free, which is an added bonus. So no charge for parking in the park or nope, any other charge? Nope, not on that day, yep. That's great. Yes. Should people make reservations before they decide to participate in a for first day hike? For many of the walks, yes, they do need to register, and we do like to try to encourage people to register because if there is very inclement weather, the leaders need a way to get in touch with you if they need to cancel the hike for whatever reason. But a lot of these hikers are very hardy, and they will only cancel in the worst of conditions. <laughs> One of the things that I would like to uh, let people also know another option is a guided hike isn't always for everybody. I'm an interpreter. That's what I do. I give guided walks. But I realize that some people just want to go out and enjoy the solitude of nature without a big group of people. One of the wonderful things that New Jersey GeoWeb offers now is they just added on a New Jersey State Parks Trail app uh, link on there. So if you go on GeoWeb, you can click on the option for the New Jersey State Trails, and it gives you all the trails throughout all of the New Jersey State Parks and it'll give you information on the length, on the difficulty of them, where the trailhead is. It's a really good resource for people to be able to use on GeoWeb now. So what is a guided hike? What can people expect on a guided hike? So much knowledge, you're not going to know what to do with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so if you went on to hike with a naturalist, obviously we'd be talking about the different natural wonders that you have around. We could be doing some tree identification. We can do some talk about geology. And then if you're on a historic hike, then you're going to be obviously given more information about whatever that focus is. Like there's a nice hike up at Boxwood Hall where they're going to be giving a tour of Elizabeth. It's more of a walking town tour. And then there's also a historian leading a walk from Washington's Crossing State Park that goes across the river. You're going to start over in Pennsylvania and then make your way over to New Jersey as well. Just like George Washington did. Just like George Washington, just a couple days later. <laughs> <laughs> Which hike will you be leading this I'll Day. be organizing the hike, but what I always like to do, I live close to Goat Hill. I like to be able to do a quick hike up Goat Hill right outside. Of Where's Goat Hill? In West Amwell. West Amwell, okay. Mm -hmm. Not it's far from Trenton. Not, nope, not far at all, and it gives you some beautiful views of the river, the river valley in that area. Stephanie, for the hikes on horseback or on bike, what do people need to bring with them for those hikes? All your own equipment. They're not going to supply the horse, <laughs> and they're not going to supply the bicycle. So the bicycle ride is being held at Bell Plain State Forest. It's a 10-mile bike ride, and they're requiring people to bring their own bicycles, and helmets are mandatory. Mm -hmm. And same thing with the horseback ride that's being led up by Kinnatinny, and you need to bring your own horse, and helmets are a requirement there, too. You want to make sure everybody's enjoying the day, everybody's staying safe as well. Well, those are two great opportunities for bicyclists and riders to, to also enjoy first day hikes here in our state. It is a nice option, and they're both other activities that are quite common that you find within the state park, especially the mountain biking that's becoming more and more popular. And it's good that the state parks are around. It gives the equestrians a place to be able to bring the horses to ride. And that can be a harder thing for some of the equestrians to be able to find. So some of these rail-to-trails that we have uh, work very well for horseback riding for multi-use use. Well, that's great. Another great option for people on the on the first day of the year. Yeah, just plus it's a lot of fun to just go walking down the pathway and have a group of 20 horseback riders riding past you. It's a nice sight to see. <laughs> yeah. Then, of course, you have to watch where you're stepping. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about some of the experiences you've had that stick out in your mind from previous first day hikes. I gave a really nice tour. My tour that I usually lead for first day is we leave from Washington's Crossing State Park and then we walk down two and a half miles and back. So it's a five mile long walk. So we try not to stop too much to talk 
because then all of a sudden a three-hour walk can easily turn into a five-hour walk if I stop and talk about every plant that I see along the way. But every time I do that, I try to grab another interpreter. So sometimes I'm able to grab the historian from Washington's Crossing so then we can give a nice combination guided tour or I can grab the historian at the DNR Canal State Park, Vicky Chirco, and we oftentimes will give walks together. It's just a nice day. There's always lots of good conversations and interesting stories from people from around the whole country. I've had people on my walks from Indiana, from California, that are out here visiting families and they're taking the opportunity to see what New Jersey has to offer. We have a lot to offer. People might think that because this is happening in the dead of winter that there's really not going to be a lot to see out there on these hikes, that everything's just going to be brown and dead. But that's not really the case, is it? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Nature always has something to offer. You have to, it's a lot more subtle during the wintertime. You might have to look a little bit harder, but you know, if you look at the close buds of the trees, they can be beautiful and very interesting, nice shapes. You can still have some of the berries that are left for the foraging animals that are still around. You have a lot of the birds that are a little bit easier to see because now there aren't any leaves on the trees. And tracks are always a fun thing to be able to find in the snow or in the mud, and that's a nice thing to be able to do during the wintertime as well. So there really is plenty to see yes. in the winter. There is. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody can understand when you're driving down the road and you see these beautiful silhouettes of the different trees along the way. That That's just a gorgeous sight to be able to see the shape of the trees without the leaves on there as well. And I think hiking in the outdoors during the winter gives you a different sense of appreciation for what's out there. Yes. You know, we tend, I think most of us, tend to spend most of our time outdoors in the in the better weather. Mm-hmm. We don't get the opportunity really that frequently to be outside in the in the colder weather. No, you're you're absolutely right. Some of those wildflowers that are absolutely gorgeous during the spring and summertime are just as beautiful in the wintertime to be able to identify and just appreciate some of the beauty of the standing vegetation that's still there during the wintertime. It's always a wonderful thing to be able to do. And to learn how the earth is regenerating itself during yes. that period. It's kind of a little resting time. A little resting time. <laughs> we all need our sleep, right? Yes, it is winter. We like to be able to rest a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Stephanie, what is your background? What brought you into this field, and why do you continue to pursue it? Well, I have a degree in wildlife management. Uh, as a kid, we grew up on a farm, did a lot of camping, had a lot of outdoorsy family members that were very instrumental in getting us to have an appreciation and love for nature. So I got my degree in wildlife management. I was lucky enough to work for Fish and Wildlife seasonally for a few years, and luck had it that I was able to get on the list for the naturalist positions at the parks and I've been here for 16 years. Really enjoy sharing my knowledge with people and also learning from other people when they come to the parks and getting the opportunity to protect the resources that we have and, and to share them with the general public. That's so important because it helps remind all of us that we are not apart from nature but really are a part of nature. We absolutely are and I think sometimes here when you work at DEP you think that everybody in the world is like-minded and know the things that you know but I can tell you for a fact when you work with the general public there's a lot for them to learn and there's a lot of opportunity for us to teach them how we can all become better stewards. Yeah that's so important because particularly here in New Jersey which is the most densely populated state in the Union we still do have a lot of wonderful, wild, outdoor experiences to enjoy. So many, and such short driving distances. That's, I think, one of the things that I've, I'm born and raised here in the Garden State. I love the fact that, you know, you can go from the mountains up by High Point all the way down to Cape May and, and, and see, you know, mountains and lakes and streams and the beach and, and everything marine in environment, everything in between. It's uh, a microcosm, really, of the, of the environment right here in our state. Yes, it is.
we're very lucky. So what else would you suggest that people do to get ready to take part in one of these first day hikes? Well, I'd say if you want to go on one of the more rigorous hikes, don't sign up for that 15 mile one unless you really know you can do the 15 mile one. <laughs> if you want to be, you know, go start going out for a walk now. There's no reason why you need to wait to the new year to start your New Year's resolution. Everybody likes to be able to eat a, a couple extra cookies right now. So while you're doing that, say I'm going to balance that out by going out for a little bit more of a hike on the weekends. It's hard this time of year because it gets dark so early. So you need to plan a little bit more before you be able to go out. But get on a good pair of shoes. Don't wear a new pair of shoes if you're going out for a hike. You want to make sure you're not going to give yourself some blisters. And see what your body can do. And slowly, maybe next year, if you can't, uh, can't do the 15-mile hike this year, next year that might be your goal. Do most of the first-day hikes begin in the morning? Not at the crack of dawn, luckily. So you can still go out, enjoy your New Year's Eve, and then slowly get yourself out of bed, get a cup of coffee, have some tea, get yourself warmed up. Most of the hikes begin sometime after 10 or a little bit after. There's some that start a little bit later as well. If you go onto the New Jersey Parks and Forestry website, you can get some more of that detailed information. The 15-mile hike, I do believe, starts at 9 o'clock in the morning, but I think that is our earliest one that we have going this year. Well, it's good to know that they started a civilized time on New Year's Day. Yes, we want people to go. (laughs) (laughs) We have on the description of this podcast the website that people can visit to find out all of the information about this year's first day hikes. So I would encourage people to visit that website and find out where you can go close to home and enjoy our beautiful state on the first day of the new year. Bob, I'd like to just give some stats for last year, 2016. I'm really hoping we can break our uh, our quota that we had last year. Last year we had 961 participants in the state, and for a combined total of walking or riding their horses or bicycles for 3,420 miles. It would be great if we could break 1,000 participants this year. That would be great. That would be nice. And I'm sure you've seen it grow every year. Every year it gets a little bit more popular as words getting out. And New Jersey State Park has over 600 miles of trails for people to enjoy. So just think about that, 600 miles. There's no excuse not to get out there and try one of those miles. No, there isn't. That's <laughs> uh, that's more than four times the length of the state. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of loop trails. Yes. <laughs> Now, you are uh, stationed at the Delaware and Raritan Canal State Park, which uh, has its own history as well as its uh, natural uh, resources there. Tell us a little bit about that park. The Delaware and Raritan Canal State Park is a linear park that makes its way through the center of New Jersey. The canal itself starts at Bulls Island Recreation Area in Stockton, and the water, I think it's about maybe 80% of the water that's in the Delaware and Raritan Canal that you see flowing comes from the Delaware River and it makes its way down into Trenton and flows back up and outputs into the Raritan River up in New Brunswick. And along that whole section, we have a multi-use path for people to be able to use. It's a great place to be able to start your hiking adventures. If you've never really done a lot of walking outdoors, the canal path is wonderful. There's lots of accesses that you can get in and off of the pathway, and it's a nice, wide, big, flat path. Yeah, so, yeah, relatively flat, not a lot of uphill. Flat. Uh, absolutely. It's a contour canal, so it was built with the contours of the land. So that makes it a really interesting walk to go along. And if you do it along the feeder canal, which we consider the area that we have between Stockton and down to Trenton, Pennsylvania has a sister canal, the Delaware Canal, on the opposite side, and it gives you the opportunity to do loop trails, which is a nice option to be able to do. You get beautiful views of the river and two canal systems, lots of historic resources, 
And since it's along the waterway, you got a lot of wildlife right along there, too. And the canals were really the super highways of their day, weren't they? Absolutely, yes. A lot of history, moving a lot of uh, a lot goods. Of coal. A, lot a lot of coal. coal moved that down that there. was primarily <laughs> what moved down there. Yes, and now it's used as a water supply source. So it's a very important resource that we have here in New Jersey. A lot of people don't realize that the Delaware and Raritan Canal is part of the state park system. They think of it as part of their own backyard, which you can understand. It's a very small linear park and accessed by, I think we say we, we estimate over a million people a year. Use that, use that pathway. And that's one of the great things about our whole state park system is the wide variety of opportunities we have. We have mm -hmm. parks that you can learn about cranberry growing and harvesting. You can learn about canals and what the role they played in the economic growth of the state, and as well as just out there to enjoy, enjoy the beautiful nature that we have in our state. Yes, and I have to say that Green Acres has been doing a fabulous job buying more property all along the Delaware River Valley as well, too. Preserving some of these lands right next to these river corridors has been so important and such a benefit, not just to our ecosystem, but also to the public, because we get to access these areas now that were once held in private hands. Well, one out of every three acres in the state is preserved open space That's or amazing. farmland, which mm -hmm. is amazing. Uh, that's over one and a half million preserved acres, which is a tribute to the work of this department, but also a tribute to the people of the state of New Jersey who have been funding this effort since Green Acres started back in 1961. And always been very supportive about it. And, and property owners who are willing to sell to the state, they yeah. realize you know, the importance of their property that they have. It's, it's a wonderful opportunity. Well, I must admit that I usually spend New Year's Day recovering from New Year's Eve, but you have inspired me this year to <laughs> sign up for one of these hikes. Probably not the 15-mile one, but as you said, there's something for everybody on the first day hikes in the 17 state parks that will be hosting them this year. And I hope everybody else will make a resolution to get out there and enjoy our beautiful state. What a wonderful way to start the year and get 2017 off on the right foot. That's great. Hope to see you all out on the trails. So thank you, Stephanie, for being with us today to talk about first day hikes here in New Jersey. And I have every confidence we're going to break that thousand mark and uh, set a new record for first day hikes. I really hope so. Thank you very much for having me in. Thanks for listening to Discover DEP. If you have comments on the podcast or ideas for future podcast topics, please email us at podcast at dep.nj.gov. Enjoy the rest of your day.